Warning, this story contains material that may be too intense for some listeners. Parental guidance is recommended. Alone time, time to ourselves. Some folks can't stand solitude. For others, it's as necessary as breathing. It gives them time to think, to ruminate, to recharge, and God help anyone or anything that invades their space. I'm your host, D.L. Strand. Welcome to Storyteller's Pub, where we always have something dark on tap. Now sit back and relax while I present to you today's selection, By the Fire. The fire crackled hungrily in its stone circle. The small tin coffee pot perched atop it, percolating a stout brew to drive the evening's thinking. Mike Small sat in front of it. The fire warmed his skin as the glow accentuated the lines in his face and the bags under his eyes. He was tired, exhausted, but after the previous day's work, this was damned pleasant. He needed a break. He didn't especially like people. He used to say he hated people, but he loved persons. Make that a person long ago. Now he was just about ready to cast the whole lot into the flames where they'd burn just as merrily as the wood stacked beside him. He smiled at the thought. The smell of the coffee brought him back to himself. He filled his cup, raised it to his face and inhaled. It's the little things. The voice rasped from the dark and hung in the air like a foul odor. Mind if I Sit by your fire. It's a free country, I suppose. Mike sipped his coffee. He grimaced, then spit it out. It splashed off a rock and splattered in the dirt in front of him. The figure squatted across from him, just out of range of the fire's glow, partially hidden in the darkness. Smalls could just make out a rough outline. We need to talk. There was a crisp edge to its voice, almost cultured. Do I know you? We know you. That's what matters. We? Don't patronize me, Mr. Smalls. It's time we came to an understanding. He tried his coffee again. It hadn't improved. He spat it into the fire and steam shot into the air with a hiss. Here's what I understand. You're a predator, no, a parasite. Feeding on folks who've done nothing to you, who've been beaten down by time, family, you name it. I think that puts us at odds. You mean the Caulfield boy? He was merely a snack. I couldn't pass that up. Give the devil his due, so to speak. Mike felt the whisper touch of a bug on the back of his neck. He smacked it, then rubbed the skin, rolled it into a tiny ball and flicked it into the fire. Mosquitoes. They don't really mean any harm. They're annoying. But they're just trying to get along. Don't know no different. You can't really blame them for biting you. It's in their nature. He wiped his hands on his jeans. His voice took on a more serious tone. Still, 
I'm not going to let one bite me if I can help it. Mr. Smalls, I have no interest in biting you. I sense you're a reasonable man, so I came to reason. Reasonable? You forced me out of that child. We'll go over the how of it later, but you were kind enough to make a gift of his father. So then you thought I was... what? Sympathetic. Ah, yes. Sympathetic to your, uh, situation. Exactly. I, that is my kind, really can't help our appetites. We're just as the good lord created us, after all. Just like the mosquito. If you like. Mike rubbed his jaw. You have any idea how many people are killed each year by mosquito bites? I'll help you out. A million. Every year, one million folks succumb to those annoying little bastards. More than just about anything else, except maybe stupidity. Stupid kills a lot of people, too. Folks who just don't know any better get yanked out of the gene pool every day. He swatted at another mosquito hovering in front of his face, but missed. He shrugged. You can't fix stupid. Mosquitoes, on the other hand, they don't. And I've really thought about this. They don't really contribute anything to this world. They're ugly, annoying, lethal. He ticked off the points on his fingers. Ugly. Oh, I said that already. If mosquitoes were to disappear tomorrow, it'd be a better place. Nobody'd miss them. Except maybe bats or critters that feed on them. But I reckon they'd find something else. He sipped again. This time, he swallowed. The figure adjusted himself as if suddenly uncomfortable. Yes, well, we, that is, my superiors, would like to make you an offer. You're free to decline, of course, but I sincerely think it would be in your best interests to lend an ear. An ear, huh? Mike swatted at another bug. Don't these things pester you? We've been chatting now for a few minutes, and... They don't seem to pay you any attention. Why would that be? I'm sure I don't know. Maybe I'm not to their liking. Now, to my offer. To their liking? We're talking mosquitoes. It's not like they're discerning. They'll go after just about any living thing, won't they? I mean, I'm not sure about reptiles, snakes and such, but I'm pretty sure they'll feed on just about anything. Except me, apparently. Apparently. Alright, go ahead, Mr. Corleone. Let's hear your offer. The shade ignored Mike's attempted humor. Right, well, in exchange for your, uh, looking the other way, so to speak, you stay on your side of the road and we'll stay on ours if you get my meaning. Adopting a somewhat liberal attitude, if I may, we'd like to offer certain assurances that would guarantee your continued good health for... Uh, hold it right there. You're... and please stop me if I'm wrong. You're promising me good health if I just back off? In other words, an insurance policy? 
I scratch your back and you don't bury a knife in mine sort of thing? The being nodded. And the coverage. I assume it's comprehensive. Oh, quite. So we're talking medical, dental, automotive, acts of God and so forth? Interesting turn of phrase, but yes, you'll have complete coverage. So I could... let's see... Mike scanned his surroundings. I could jam my hand into the fire and... what? You'd be fine. Fine. So I'd get a free ambulance ride to the hospital, intensive care, etc.? May I call you Mike? Mike, you wouldn't be hurt at all. A no harm, no foul sort of deal then. Small scratched the itch on the back of his neck. Quite so. And you can do that. Happily. Well, don't that beat all. Invulnerability. Mike seemed to weigh the word in his mouth. Let me ask, and this is hypothetical, mind you. What happens if I come across another situation, like yesterday? And let's say, for argument's sake, I don't turn the other cheek. Instead, I kick your disgusting, smelly, hellspawn ass back to the foul pit where you belong. What then? Mr. Smalls, really? Mike sipped his coffee. Sighing, the figure rose. A shame. I thought you were a reasonable man. It lunged into the firelight where its skin showed a deep mottled red with an overlarge mouth filled with rows of jagged teeth. Horns jutted out from either side of its head and its eyes glowed a sickly yellow. The fire sprang up as if drawn to their shared nature. Mike spit. The liquid arched through the air in a stream and landed in the fire. Steam erupted into the air enveloping the demon's head. Its hands flew to its face as it staggered back, screaming. Then it fell to the ground. Mike strode over to the creature as it twisted in the dirt. Its face was contorted in pain, its teeth gnashing at the air. Oh, sorry about that. You know, I never really got the hang of making good coffee. God knows I've tried. I bought fancy beans from Brazil, Ethiopia, Guatemala, all over. I tried different grinds, fine, coarse, in between. Hell, I must have bought a dozen different coffee makers. French press, pour over, even a mocha pot. Spent a fair amount of money, but just couldn't seem to get it right. Then one day, I went into one of them fancy coffee shops and asked a guy for his advice. Mike spoke in an even tone, almost friendly. Turns out, I was going about it all wrong. You take away all the fancy gizmos and complicated brewing methods and stuff, and coffee is made up of just two simple things. Coffee, obviously, and water. He sloshed the cup, and a little more splashed out over the rim and onto the creature, dissolving a hole in the center of its chest, its screams multiplied, seeming to come from all around him. You're probably not surprised that I travel a lot, so I sampled the water from everywhere, 
and it never really made a difference. Then it hit me. Now, you'll want to hear this because I had a revelation. You know, like I said, all these different towns, they can have different quality water, except in one place. It's the one thing that most towns have, and its source is pure. Pure is, well, heaven itself. The answer was as obvious as could be. Ask for help, and it shall be given. And all that stuff. For free, no less. So big was the hole now that the demon seemed to be made up of separate parts, arms, legs, head, which continued to disintegrate as Mike finished his story. Figured it out yet? Smalls reached for the pot, gingerly picking it up by the handle. He poised it over the demon. It's holy water, bitch. He poured the contents over its entire form. It opened its mouth, but there was no whimper or cry. It simply dissolved in a rush of steam, leaving a wet smear on the ground. Mike kicked dirt over the spot, then sighed. He shuffled back to his place in front of his merry little fire, picked up his cup, refilled it, then set the pot down. He blew gently over the top and took a tentative sip, then winced as he burned his lip, blew again, then slurped more carefully. He settled his shoulders and relaxed. Now that's good coffee. By the Fire was written and performed by me, D.L. Strand. My books are available on Amazon and most other online retailers. You can download Into the Storm, Book One in the Tales from the Lighthouse Saga, free from my website, storytellerspub.com. If you like the show, please share it with someone you know who loves horror, paranormal thrillers, and things that scratch on your door in the dead of night. You can contact me anytime through my website. The Storytellers Pub podcast is a production of Storytellers Publishing. Again, I'm D.L. Strand. Thank you for joining us here at the pub. Please come again.